welcome to BlazePod. It is Monday the 28th of September. My name is Ben and I am joined on this this grey Monday by Andrew. How you doing, mate? Oh, stop the season, I want to get off. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. not not great. To be honest, it really hit me yesterday at the feet. I'm not going to lie, it's... Uh, Affected my mood more than it should have, probably. Um, yeah. I'm not. I get like that a couple of times a season, and that was one of them. Yeah, so it's a low, uh, a low point, I think. In uh, I was just, you know, I was really casting my mind back a couple of seasons. I suppose I don't, I don't mm. remember anything like this last season. I mean, we obviously had like moments of irritation. I would say, particularly VAR yeah. related, but. You know, generally, I wasn't too fussed about missing out on Europe. Like personally, I know some no, fans no, obviously no. were, but that was to me that was just a pipe dream that you know was kind of within range a little bit. But yeah, this is a, this is a tough spot, mate. I mean, look, we, I guess we're not gonna, you know, not gonna not gonna dress this up today. And I apologise if uh, if it's a bit too doom and gloomy. I mean, it, it probably shouldn't be because I think yeah. you and I are you and I are quite level headed. I think, but. Yeah, it's I hope uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Not after the match yesterday were, but <laughs> it's uh it's not a great time right now. I mean, I just I just feel I feel like it's like being at a party where everyone is having fun except for us. Yeah. Specific, me and you specifically. Just you to, can't you can't get a you can't afford to buy a drink. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know you, you look around the Premier League and every other team, apart from maybe Fulham, but you know even they've been uh, hitting the back of the net, haven't they? And yeah, they, they Burnley as well have obviously lost too, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they not won a game. I thought they had, but maybe not. No, they they only played two and lost them both. So they're sort even of in they, the same. Bag. Even they had a dramatic penalty shootout win over us in the uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever the league cup's yeah. called these days. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's what it feels like. You know, like they just sort of crowned last night with West Ham, like randomly winning four nil against Wolves, who yeah. we thought were a good team and probably are a good team. But yeah, there's just um, there's there's just nothing to cheer, is there? I mean, it just feels. Think... Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Sorry for pointing in. I think that were um, that that might hurt more yesterday. All sort of hit me more because when we lost to Leicester last season, which sort of ended our European hopes, or even the Newcastle three 0 which were a massive disappointment. I was angry in terms of performance or whatever, and upset with the performance. But you're thinking the back of your mind, or the most logical part of your mind, is saying, "Well, look, you know what? We've had a good season." Yeah. I think this hurts, or is more concerning, if whatever you want to call it, because. It's not only the fact that we've lost the first three games, um, it's the fact that we know what's coming up in the fixture list and you, and you can't help but think, wow, this is going to be really difficult. That, that's for me anyway. This is what I was sort of hurt for it yesterday. I felt like we needed something from that game to just for confidence levels. Yeah, I, I might be a little bit on my own here, but I'm, I'm slightly different to that. I don't... I'm not. I don't really. I'm not really worried by the next run of games. I mean, obviously, you know, our chances of getting lots of points out of them is is low. Mm. But we've got to play those teams at some point. I mean, you know, yeah. you, you can't not play them. Um, and yeah, the fact that we, I would say, it's, it's very likely now we'll be in the bottom three after sort of ten games. I guess that doesn't really concern yeah. me. You know, it just it. No, it, that doesn't concern. I've said this myself actually. That does not concern me at all. It's all about. It's still about. Getting nine wins, nine draws from thirty-eight games or whatever—it's just a psychological thing of that. Um, not just with like the players, but the fans as well. Sort of, if let's say the worst-case scenario happens, and after eight games, you've got no wins still, which is it could happen. You know, it's not—it's yeah. it's not uh, realistic to think that. That still doesn't mean it's game over by any stretch of the imagination. You know, people are back to that Bassett season where we didn't win for the first sixteen games and still stayed up. It can happen. I think just psychologically, from a fan's point of view and a player's point of view, it gets difficult the longer it goes on without a, without a win. Yes, it will be very unenjoyable. I think that's fair to say. 
Um, but it, it just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, for me, it, the reason I'm not like fixated on the next run of fixtures is it, it just comes down to, can, as you said, they, can we win 10 or 12 games out of 38? And obviously that's now yeah. become, can we win 10 or 12 games out of 35? That You know, it, it gets harder the longer yeah. the longer we go before and between wins. But Villa stayed up with nine wins last season. And, you know, the, and there wasn't like an absurdly mm. low points total either for a, a team staying up. I think they got 35, is it something like that? And 35 push- points, yeah. Like I said, I think nine wins, nine draws, just something like that. It, it, it that that's enough. But that's 18 games we've got to avoid defeating in 35. Yeah. You know, it can't, it's, it's not game over or anything like that. No. And uh, I, I don't, I don't think we've been that bad either. I mean, you know, we talked... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this game a bit more specifically in a moment. Um, but, you know, we did say last time, like, we're kind of looking forward to seeing an actual game of football between us mm. and another team as opposed to one that... Uh, I can't remember where I saw this, but it was brilliantly put. I think it, it might have been on um, the United subreddit, actually, but it was basically said after the last two games, we've not been involved in competitions we've been involved in firefights which is i thought was absolutely spot on you know we basically set yeah, fire to yeah. set fire to our own house in the first 10 minutes of those yeah. first two games <laughs> yeah and yeah. spent the rest of it trying to put it out with uh with varying results um yeah 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 i mean one of the one of the drags at the moment i suppose is it just feels like everything's going against us doesn't it and i yeah i don't i hate to do this like woe is me vibe but there's a lot of there's a lot of things you can look at and go like, oh, if only that had gone differently, or if only yeah. you know a different decision had been made here. If you know a goalkeeper hadn't made a fantastic save, if we'd scored a penalty, and you just think, yeah, we're such the fine margins away from. Yeah, go on. If, if, if let's hope that this is we're having all this sort of bad luck so early, <laughs> which is normally the Sheffield United ways to have it later. <laughs> so let's hope we're having some sort of a turnaround. You know what I mean? And things start going in our favours and stuff. I will say the Leeds game in particular. I think that there's an argument to be said that that could have been possibly the, maybe not the best we've played, but as good as we've played since Christmas. Mm, I don't. I don't think it it's up with the Chelsea and um, that. Oh, that so, run... uh, sorry. I, I, sorry. I, I meant sorry. Pre-lockdown, uh, post-Christmas, pre-lockdown. Oh, okay. People keep, keep people keep talking about sort of, you know, post-lockdown. We've not been good enough and blah blah blah. I'd argue, I'd, you know, we played pretty similar since Christmas. I don't think there's been much drop off in terms of the performance since Christmas and then post lockdown mm. if I'm making any sense here yeah no no when you yeah when you're, you're uh, restricting it to that group of games yeah I think that's uh, what, so what I'm basically saying is we beat West Ham Norwich and Bournemouth at home with mm. performances that weren't too dissimilar if not worse than that one yesterday yeah I think that's fair um, yeah I'm just trying to think what else this is kind of I mean, we'll get to major injury news and then the team in a second. I mean, I just want to mm. say I'm, I'm really fed up of watching games on TV. Not not the sort of like, I want to go back, you know, get me back in the ground immediately because obviously it's not yeah. safe to do that. But it's just the, the watching on TV experience is like, I, I've been tipped over the edge with this. I just, you know, the, the sort <laughs> of talking too much but saying absolutely nothing commentary, the, the endless close-ups of players while the game's going on. Like, I was... Just a few times yesterday, I was like, what are you doing? I don't want to see the reaction or the like facial expression of the manager or this player. Like, yeah, yeah. What's, we've got the ball, we're on the attack. Why are we not showing this? You had a like, couple of minutes discussion on Bielsa's bucket and you were like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's unbelievable. I, I will semi-embarrassingly, embarrassedly, 
admit I did watch this entire game with the sound on mute and um, just listened yeah. to some NFL podcasts while I was watching. So, <laughs> yeah. so I just I just can't take McManaman anymore. I thought for a, a brief moment it wasn't going to be him, it was going to be someone else, but mm-hmm. you know, handing it over to Fletch and Steve, like, no thank you lads, I'll... I'll leave leave that I, one to you. I'll watch it with a couple of lads. One of them said, like, I think it was very very early on in the game, uh, Baldock makes a block, and he goes, brilliant defending there from the uh, Sheffield uh, number two. Like, <laughs> Come on. Do you know what I mean? The Premier League players, it's not like 1970s anymore, where, you know, like it's a non-league side coming up, and yeah. you're sort of, oh, this guy's a builder from Wrexham. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> oh, oh, dear. Um, yeah, I mean, the big thing, the team gets announced, and uh, there's one very significant absentee, and that is, of course, Jack O'Connell, who yes. uh, we swiftly learn is probably out for the season. And like that's just... When I talk about it, it feels like everything's going wrong at the minute. I mean, talk about a kick in the teeth. How yeah. did you feel when you heard that? Well, do you know what? I, I had a really late night Saturday, um, not not due to alcohol. I, mean, I went out on the Friday. I can never sleep the day after for some reason. Every time I have a drink the day after, I can't sleep. Uh, so I were up to like two, three, four. I just could not sleep at all up all night just watching videos and stuff like that. So I actually didn't wake up until about half ten, mm. on, which is really late, on Sunday. Sort of like came round, you know, brushed my teeth. So I looked at my phone for the first time, just inundated. O'Connell's out for the season. O'Connell's out for the season. Like... I don't want to wake up to this. What? Well, no. Yeah, let's go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's a, just it's like a, nightmare. It's a dream. Am I still asleep? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Well, yeah. I mean, and it's um, it, it, it harks back to uh, the end of last season, doesn't it? Is um, is yeah, what's come out? Yes, yeah, so he's he's basically been playing through it, um, which I think sort of was. Te- I think you can tell in the, in that first game in particular that he's not he's not been quite. As athletic, I don't think. Mm. Yeah, when when this, yeah, I, I was kind of in a mood of um, let's not play him last season, at the end of last season. You know, yeah, great. coming back yeah. from that injury. I think particularly once we lost the Leicester game, and then actually, I'm not, I can't remember off the top of my head if he did play in those last couple of games. He did play in the Southampton game. He played the Everton game, uh, not the Southampton game. So it's almost as if, yeah, we're not going to bother risking him. Yeah, so he's, he's obviously he has a problem. We've he's played through it and the. Decision has been. It went to have it checked out apparently before sometime before this match, and the decision has been made to have an actual operation on his knee. And yeah, that's uh, that is almost certainly going to put him out for the season. I mean, it probably should put him out for the season in terms of yeah. uh, what's the point in rushing him back? I would yeah, say. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, um, yeah, the only the only silver lining I have for that is if we go down, no one's going to buy him now. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Oh, oh, I've already seen. I've ventured onto Twitter this morning and seeing. Uh, Pictures of him exercising, apparently. Oh, I've seen this, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, do, do we really think that it's all a big ruse? And yeah, he's going to be in next week. I saw someone put something on the lines of, oh, I don't know what he's bothered. I, I broke, I don't know, I did my knee in and I still went to work. It's, like, it's a little bit different. It's a top-level <laughs> sport, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, just, it's just the idea, not only that it's all like a big lie and a big ruse, but it's we're so bad at it that O'Connell's like, I'm off to wherever, but I'll just just post this picture of me exercising yeah. out my knee. Like No one will think anything I, of this. My, I mean, my, my legs are knackered at the moment. I've got like leg injuries and stuff, but I'm still wandering about do you know what I mean I can still do weights and stuff you yeah. know that way inclined <laughs> his legs not come off I mean I'm not a uh, I'm no. not a, I'm not a physiotherapist or anything like that but um you know my general understanding is that like if you uh 
tear your ACL, you can still move about. You just mm. can't do elite sport. So, yeah. you know, if it's if it's well, something he last he'll... week, so he's, well, yeah. you know, he's not had the operation yet neither. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, but that's, I mean, that's good. And he's, you know, he, he's he's a real heart and soul of this team kind of player, yeah. and he, you know, yeah. and the fact it's going to be a long time before we see him back in red and white is. So what I mean, man, it just feels like stuff's kind of piling on top of each other at the moment. You know, just one more like ounce of of joy taken away from this team. I guess it's really, mm. yeah, it's it's pretty gutting. Obviously, it doesn't help us on the field whatsoever either. Um, big part of our defence goes, and yet yeah, to, to the timing is particularly frustrating as well. You know, that's kind of what I was saying. You know, this hole is this hole is getting big, bigger that we're uh, finding ourselves in at the foot of the Premier League. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Every every little thing like this is uh, is kind of compounding it. Um, I guess the other thing is, of course, yesterday no John Egan because he was suspended. So, yep. I mean, to, with all respect to the players who started yesterday, I did say to you when I saw that team, that is a pretty weak looking team. Like I actually said, I think that's a. This sounds really harsh. That's possibly on paper, as it stands in terms of what they've proved so far, a playoff championship team. It's a long way from, I think, what we would have picked as our first eleven to start yeah. this season, and some of that. Like, someone like Burke, for instance, could could prove. Yeah, I thought he was really good again yesterday, and I think he could prove to be a Premier League standard. But I'm just totally based on what these people have done in the career so far. We've got two basically Forest sort of squad players in Robinson and Osborne, mm. Burke who couldn't get in a West Brom team. You know, mm. Ampadu who's never played a game. You were like, wow. <laughs> yeah, and I. So I'm gonna I'm gonna badmouth these players whilst at the same time uh, I'm gonna badmouth the reputation I suppose. That's um, it. That's it. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying these these players can't develop into those players. But I'm just saying that like on paper, which we know it's not won or lost. You looked at it and you thought that looks weak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as it happens, I think pretty much everybody had a good game yesterday. To be honest, yeah. We're de- we're I, don't, I can't pick uh, anyone out for a bad game yesterday. To be honest, yeah. And uh, we'll we'll definitely uh, drill into some of the individual performances in a moment. But yeah, I mean, you just look at that and you're going, wow, you know. So let's take it at the end of last season. You know, suddenly no Dean Henderson in goal, um, one third of our defence intact in Basham. Yeah, Lundstrom, who everyone thought was leaving, is is starting all three games and has arguably been one of our better players during yeah. that run. Uh, no Norwood, he's disappeared. No Fleck, who also I believe had an injury as well. Yeah, I think he had a knock. Yeah, I think it had definitely come on yesterday. If not. Yeah, we're starting McGoldrick instead of McBurney or a n other striker who we hope yeah. will get fifteen goals for us or something like that. And Oliver Burke, who, as you said, West Brom couldn't wait to get rid of. And yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look. Uh, this is why I looked at that. I was like, oh my god, this is just not a good situation right now. But yeah, yeah as we said, I think pretty much everybody there did have a good game. Um, mm. Is anyone? I mean. Do you want to jump onto any any performances, any individual performances particularly to start out with? Not necessarily individual performances, but I did find it interesting how we kept passing it out to Ampadu, you know, in the centre half position. Mm. Really interesting that because obviously Egan's not the greatest on the ball and stuff. He'll he'll get the ball, pass it on, then do his arm thing. Reload his biceps. Yeah, yeah. Ampadu was sort of running out with it, which I, I felt sort of made sense in the in the absence of Norwood. Norwood comes deep, don't he, to pick up the ball, start attacks and stuff. Mm. That wasn't needed, I didn't think, because of Ampadu. Ampadu's running out with the ball, and we're already in the position that Norwood get, finds himself in, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good um, shout. So it meant that Berggrad, I think, had a bit more license to get forward, which he did, I think he did more than Norwood does, certainly in terms of running with the ball, mm. because Ampadu was so comfortable on the ball. So maybe, in, you know, in the future, that's something you can look at. I'm not saying drop Egan or anything, but... 
I did find that quite an interesting thing that were happening on the pitch that we don't really pass it out from the back and we were sort of letting it too long in certain places as well from the goalie but I did feel like you know we were definitely more of an attempt to pass it out to the defender because he's so comfortable on the ball mm. and trying to start attacks that way. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, the normal way is, as you say, you get to Norwood and then he switches play, or we you know mm. we try and work it down the wing. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a nice nice change up, I suppose. I I thought um, there was a lot to like from Ampadu yesterday. I yeah. thought was it him or Robinson that missed that clearance that ended up with uh, Dallas. Uh, going around the keeper and I think that were Ampadu because I think he sort of misjudged it and I would would say that I think there were two or three occasions where he did sort of misjudge playing stuff Mm -hmm. um, where he wasn't quite as he's not he's not the at the moment not the powerful centre half eagerness or anything like that but I'm being ultra critical there I think that it will I I feel a lot more confident after watching him play uh, you know the the chances of him being a, a success in our team yesterday yeah, looks looks really good on the ball, and yeah, I think the the majority of his defensive work was pretty good. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like um, I say, I'm picking him out as a. I, I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, Harold is he 19 year old? It's difficult for a 19 year old to come in the centre of a a, a defence that's, you know, the left hand side of it is not who you're expecting it to be. And you're only 19 year old. That's your first start in Premier League football, coming up against a team who was on fire at the moment in Leeds. Yeah, I mm, I, don't, I don't quite believe this myself, but I. I kind of would have liked to see him continue in the back three if O'Connell wasn't injured. I don't think that's a debate anymore. I think I think Egan absolutely has to come back in for the next game. It's now, interesting but... though because after that, I, I I were sort of arguing a little bit uh, with people who kept saying oh, we're going to have to bring someone in. I said oh no, we'll not because and I think you said the same. Like we've got Stevens there, we've got Robinson there. Then after the match, Wilder did say we are looking at someone at left centre off. I thought Ampadu would just fit straight into there because obviously he can play both sides. But yeah, that's curious, Alice. So good good segue into talking about Jack Robinson, who I I thought was pretty much fine yesterday. Yeah, I, I, the, two, the two major incidents, I think, that... So the goal what was... Unfortunately, I've not forensically dug into this game. After no, it's just the, the chance off the off the corner. Oh, which, my God, yeah. I feel Look sorry for him far in a way because I think everyone in the... I wouldn't say everyone on the ground. Everyone watching <laughs> at home thinks he's going to connect with that at uh, McBurney, don't they? Um, and obviously, McBurney don't get anything on it, which he probably should. And then he sort of just... Just I don't know. He's come so quick at him. I don't think it, it's a bit of a sitter, I suppose. But you know, it's it's one of those things. It just hits him, doesn't it? Yeah, that was unfortunate. But I, I think he's serviceable as a left centre back. Not for a whole season mm. is the problem. No. Um, but then the the thing is, it's like who are we going to get to play O'Connell's role? That's we're not going to get. You said this yourself to, to me privately that you weren't. This was before Wilder had said, obviously, that we were going to the transfer market. That we're not going to get anybody better than O'Connell. It, not not necessarily what's the point, but this is going to have to be some signing to, mm. to you know, to be to be better than Ampadu, Robinson, and or Stevens or whatever you want to be. Because, like you say, I think Robinson's a, a six, seven out of ten player at a Premier League level, which is not great. It's not spectacular, and you don't want him playing every week. Don't get me wrong, but. We've got what is it? Two weeks to go to the window shots. We're going to be, you know, it's going to be hard to get someone better than that. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing is uh, resources, isn't it? I mean, you know, if we suddenly, exactly, yeah. if we suddenly, it, it sounds like we're pretty uh, up against the budget, pretty tightly trying to find, sign mm. uh, at least one forward as it is. Suddenly, if you're having to divert that to 
presumably not just a backup left centre back, but someone who you think can start like thirty yeah. games or something. That's it because he is. Whoever, this is what I mean. Whoever comes in, we're not talking backup now. We are talking this guy. But obviously, the 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 sort of obvious thing that came into my head, if I'm because Wilder does like players, left footer players on the left hand side, right footer players on the right. He doesn't like mixing that up, does he at all? So that no. may be why Ampadu is not considered there. I suppose like the obvious thing of the topic. Are we going to get a better centre half than Stevens at that level? I don't know, you know, because then you could put Low in, obviously. But yeah, or are we uh, are we looking at a formation change? I mean, the um, you know the the re- one of the main reasons um, Egan has to come back in, I think, is Robinson is is pretty short for a centre half in a, at this mm-hmm. level. Like we we lose a lot of height at the back if it's um, yeah if it's that three yesterday, essentially. We didn't have a dom- as good as Ampadu played. I do feel we like that sort of dominance that. I think Bamford got two or three headers in that I'm not sure if he'd have got if he had been in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I thought overall he was uh, he was okay, Robinson. I was expecting to see long throws all day long. Yeah, then, uh, yeah, they do. But mind you, they know one to aim to. Right? <laughs> no, exactly. So we uh, left McBurney on the bench. Yeah. Um, stick, sticking with the defence, I suppose. Aaron Ramsdale finally got a chance to uh, showcase himself, I suppose. I thought it was excellent. I thought I thought this was, and overall, actually, I thought this was a good game of football that I don't ever want to watch ever again because of what happened. I completely agree. We were saying like about seventy minutes in, this has been a brilliant match. Whatever happens now, because I think it was a really, really good game. It felt like a championship game, not in terms of quality, but you know, in that end-to-end sort of quality Mm. to top championships. It very much like the game against them a couple of seasons ago at Bramall Lane, which they nicked that one as well. But that could have gone either way. No, oh, yeah, it's a good show. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good good showcase for goalkeepers on both sides. I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, um, I think whoever yeah, wins that game, the goalkeeper's getting the man of the match. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. Yeah, um, but yeah, I really, I thought all those little uh, question marks we maybe had on Ramsdale for the first two games, I thought <laughs> very encouraging signs in this one. You know, there's some of the, yeah. I wouldn't say leads like peppered. Well, actually, they probably did. They, they were peppering us from long range generally. Yeah. Um, but there was one, I think it was off Dallas in the first half, where I I, it, I, I just thought he's not going to get it. You know what we were saying about, like, he seems to almost dive low. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, but he, you know, great footwork, takes a couple of steps, and then he ends up getting two hands to it in the end, yeah, and, you yeah, know, yeah. pretty comfortably pushing it away. And just generally, those long-range shots, you know, were getting pushed out of danger. I thought the way he came out to sort of uh, hoover up loose balls in the box was good. His catching was good from crosses. Um, yeah, I thought I, that a bit I, of a dodgy thought. first 10 minutes, actually. Oh, really? I don't know if you do you agree with this. Like sort of like the balls coming through and just sort of not dodgy, but I don't think you were coming out quite. There were a couple of times where Amper, they would go obviously you don't have the the sound on yourself, and he's like, <laughs> Aaron, you know, like come out and stuff. And they were a bit slow, but he sorted that out, you know, immediately after that. And I think it was a really solid Premier League goalkeeping display, which is I think that's what we can ask for at the moment, to be honest. Yeah, indeed. There's a couple of like moments that made me uh, made me think like, oh, that's you know, that's the. Uh, the case for the prosecution, I suppose, for anyone who's still doing the Henderson comparisons. Yeah. There's one where he um, he just came out and kicked it straight out for a throw, basically. But <laughs> yeah, but, right. I, but I got to say, like, I was like, yeah, fair enough. If you're not sure, do that. Like, don't yeah. don't kick it straight to this Leeds team that um, you know fly or fly towards the ball like four mm. or five men at once. That's that, that to me was a good decision. And then yeah. the other one was the um, it was that cross that he sort of just pushed wide for a corner when it was yeah yeah that were a weird one that actually because. I'm like, what is he doing? Then on the replay, I don't know if that's going in, you know. I don't think it was, but it, I had the similar thought of like, geez, you know, that's a lot closer than uh, than I initially thought from the first camera angle. And also, it yeah. does, you know, I, I, I think 
if you're not sure, do that. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. you don't want that to be skipping off the uh, off the grass as it did and sort of spinning a bit and spinning inside your post. That's definitely not what you want to happen. So. I think. I think from the three games I've seen of him, he probably looks a mid to lower mid table Premier League goalkeeper, which is what we're aiming for mainly. Yeah, we've. I, I think we've we've paid with the hope that he will be the sort of yeah tenth or twelfth best keeper in the league this season. Yeah. And I think at the moment, I think and he, I said this like I was saying this at the pub actually when I was watching it. The the players we have brought in are all undoubtedly players that Touchwood are going to improve, and Ramsdale's one of them. He's only twenty two, isn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's only going to get better. You would have thought. So yeah, I've got I've got no worries. I think he'll get better as the season goes on. I think he'll make a few mistakes, and, and the Anderson stuff will carry on, especially if we go down. That's going to be like, oh, why don't we get him back? But I, I don't think our success or failure this season is going to come down to Aaron Ramsdale. No, I would uh, I would suggest not. Um, we had some chances in this game. Uh, we obviously talked about being an end-to-end one. You're going to have to explain to me how uh, Lundstrom does not find the back of the net. With oh, I'm still cheering that goal now. <laughs> I mean, that's... I don't know how he saved it. It's, it's an unbelievable save. You know, usually with these situations, you're like, oh, you know, Lundstrom's just hit it straight at the, at the keeper. Mm. No, Lundstrom no. hits a very good shot back towards the way the goalkeeper's coming from and he somehow yeah, turns yeah. his body, gets an arm on it, pushes I've seen it wide. people say he should have scored. I've seen people say he's a sitter and all this sort of stuff. For me, it's just an incredible save. I think nine times out of ten, that shot is going in. I think it's really... I can understand why people say it is a sitter. I mean, Manaman changed his mind, obviously. Didn't, the first half, he were like saying... Oh, that is an amazing save. He's done nothing wrong. Then completely flipped his view in the second half. And he's going, really? Though he should be scoring that. And you're like, well, you've just changed your mind about what you're saying. <laughs> but um, I think it's you obviously do look at the, the the forward play and you say, oh, that's a massive chance. But you've got to take your hat off to the goal. That's an incredible save. It is um, a good bit of work by uh, I think it's Osborne puts the cross in, is it, or Stevens? <laughs> and McGoldrick turns it on, and I mean it was so similar to one of the goals Lundstrom scored against Burnley last season. Um, I don't. I, I think in some respects both things are true there in terms of he should be scoring, but also I don't know what else he should have done apart from hit it right into the corner where the goalkeeper yeah. comes through. Like hitting it first time like that, I think it's a it's a good shot, good contact, an amazing yeah. save. And if that, if that just happens nine another nine times, that goes in. What, what, yeah. the, the the strike he made goes in. Lundstrom should have two goals already. He. Yeah. <laughs> the the way he's played, I could end up with double figures this season if this carries yeah. on. He's he's still, for all the sort of criticism that comes his way, he's still one of our main goal threats. And the right, only one can... who's getting in the area still from the. I mean, Osborne as good as I, I thought he did in certain circumstances. He does get a little bit of a nosebleed in the area, doesn't he? Yeah, and you know, I, I think you can right justifiably say that that's a problem that um, our midfielder is our biggest goal threat, but. Mm. Yeah, this is. I think this is why Lundstrom's been successful in the Premier League. Like since we since we got here, is yeah. this amazing energy he has the ability to time his runs into the box and know when that cross has come in. You know the situational aware, situational awareness and stuff. Mm. And yeah, I thought he uh, he had a really good game. He. Um... I was surprised he was taken off. I have to admit. Mm, I think he... I thought Osborne would be one who would be taken off because I thought he weren't offering anywhere near as much going forward as Lundstrom were. Um, I sort of understood the normal thing in a way you put Berger on the right. We know Lundstrom can play on the left as well. So I, I sort of understand it, but I don't know if that worked really, to be honest, that that, that substitution. Yeah, um, I think it was in, in response to Leeds getting on top when they made a half-time change and moved... Um, yeah. 
well, kind of went, uh, kind of went two up top, didn't they? With uh, yeah, Rodrigo, yeah, Rodrigo, yeah, Rodrigo coming on for um, Roberts, yeah, and that definitely helped them, I think. So, yeah, I think that was our attempt to wrest back a bit of control. But yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you; it didn't particularly work, I don't think. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah, um, Bulldog had it forced a good save as well. It wasn't an easy chance that I didn't think like brilliant save again. I think he does everything right, Bulldog. There. The spin away from the defender was like. You know, it was like a peak centre forward type yeah, thing. Wasn't it? Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. muscled him out of the way, span past, and it's a good shot. Um, yeah, it, kind of his touch let him down later on. Ball. He's another one who's again. Like you thought, think, thinking about like our strikers have not really had that many good chances. Well, look, I had one against Wolves, obviously that was cleared off the line. Hmm. Um, he had obviously that that chance we were just talking about. And then there were in the second half where we had better touches, clean for one goal. He's another yeah. one who you know in another day, in another season gets he's, he's on two goals. Yeah, this is why I'm not really. I'm I'm severely annoyed. Is probably the best way to put it, but not really down about our chances yet. I mean, if we, you know, the more games we don't win, obviously, the more down yeah. I will become. But fact is, it's 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 kind of spooky that we've not scored a goal yet. If you know what I mean, <laughs> like I yeah, I, I mean, people say we're not creating chances. I think you can definitely uh, put. I think you can definitely make that claim in the second game. Obviously, we're back against the wall. I don't think you yeah. can say that in this game. To be honest, we. We we had a better XG and stuff. I know Leeds had more shots. I've seen a few Leeds fans like putting stuff like, "Oh, look at the shots, though." And, but you know they shoot from miles out. We we yeah. don't do that. We know that. That's why we will always be low on the on the sort of the, the, what do you call them the basic stats. Yeah, we will always be like lower like on shots because we don't shoot unless it's a really good chance. In terms of XG, we have three. In, we we should have scored three goals. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think it was uh, what was it like one point six. Uh, XG for United and I can't remember what it was for yeah but I know it was better Jay put it up on obviously Blades NLA but um, I'm not sure off the top of my head what it was yeah talking of XG and obviously it's a very small sample but I did look this up Um, so XG per game last season 1.2 and so far this season 1.1 so Looking like a pretty small drop off there, to be honest. Like considering, you know, we played ten with ten men for most of that second game. Mm. That's not really a huge difference to our attacking output for the whole of last season. Defensively, is pretty much the same as well. Um, yeah. Last season, one point three seven. This season, one point two nine against. And shots per game is basically the same as well. Nine so far this season. Nine point three for the whole of last season. Yeah. Obviously, as I say, we've only played three games this season, so definite pinch of salt there. But yeah, I don't. The performance definitely doesn't worry me yesterday. And, you know, yeah. as, you, as you say, on another day, we probably score three goals in that game. And who knows, maybe we concede a few more as well because that's variance in football. But, yeah, it wasn't like we didn't turn up and Leeds comfortably beat us and 1 0 1 flat us or anything like that. I mean, to play the counter argument, what you've just said about, you know, the uh, not worried about the things and stuff, that's where we were poor last season. Up from, mm. and I think that's the what after the Southampton game. While they were saying we know where we need to address it, and mm. we haven't, no. we've got Birkin, who I think played well, but it's not really addressing the issue, is it? That we've got, and we got away with it in a way last season in terms of missing as many chances as we did because the defence was that good. Unrealistic to ask him to be that good again or that solid again. I, I don't think we look at a shambles at the back or anything like that. Although we are losing a lot of headers off corners still, which happened two or three times yesterday, which I can't get my head around, but. Um, yeah, we we need to start, start taking these chances because that's how you get relegated. Pretty much, yeah. I guess what worries me is that 
we've played well and lost and you know we're not going to play well every single game because no. we're not that good if you know what I mean like we yeah. our um I would say the ceiling of our aspirations is mid-table and yeah. a mid-table Premier League ta- mid-table Premier League team is just just not going to turn up for some games That's I actually why felt the same about Brighton Brighton have played fantastic I've seen all three Brighton games they mm. look like one of the best sides in the Premier League they've got three points and and I was because everyone saying they'll be fine this season, which I think they will be. I really like the look of Brighton, but then you're thinking, can they carry on playing this well? And and they're not picking up points when they are playing well. And it's similar with us. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, let's talk about Ollie Burke actually. Uh, first, first proper look at him, I would say. I saw him. Um, uh, obviously, we saw him a bit against Burnley, and then he played uh, played the ninety minutes against Villa as well. But I mean, uh, I'd, I'd need to look up how many times he touched the ball in that Villa game. But I would. I'd be surprised if it got into double figures, actually, you know. Um, so this was like a yeah. proper chance to see him. And I'm pretty impressed. I like, I like certainly from a physical point of view. Um, I mean, he looks like he has uh, Mousse's pace, but um, I don't know, McGoldrick or McBurney's stamina, I think. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, you know, the, go on. Yes, I was going to say, like, I was saying, like, we, um, post-Christmas, I don't think the uh, performances have been that different from to, from post-Christmas to post-lockdown. And I think a massive part of that is that pre-Christmas, we had Moose, who was mm. on fire and, and just completely changed the way we played due to his pace. I think yeah. Burke's sort of doing that without having the, so far, and it's only been one proper game, I think you can really think of it, without having the... Uh, the danger that Moose had at that particular period. Yeah, Burke seems so far. He seems like he's looking for the pass. Um, yeah, and well, that I think is... Moose is banging. You know, when he were in his prime last season, he's banging them into the corner, isn't he? Yeah, proper proper shoot on sight, Moose. I don't know. You know. Yeah. I think, I think after his goal scoring run, I'm thinking particularly like Palace away, Brighton away. We'd literally just. <laughs> Spin, yeah. dribble, shoot all the time, and, <laughs> yeah. and and there's value in that. I mean, you you know you can certainly go either way on on what's the right thing for Burke to be doing. I mean, look, we haven't scored any goals, and we're not going to score unless we shoot. But at the same time, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, he, he picked out that amazing pass for Basham that won the penalty against Villa, and he slid a similar kind of reverse pass through to mm-hmm. uh, Lundstrom here, which obviously Lundstrom, yeah, yeah, much harder chance. Um, Lundstrom kind of reacted like he was disappointed not to hit the target but I thought on his weaker foot that was a pretty decent effort really. yeah yeah, um, yeah but yeah I like I like the effort from Berg um, you know a couple of times he sort of got the ball on halfway on the break and he's just running at their defence I thought you know we we don't have anyone else like that apart from Moussa and he's not going to be around for a little bit now so yeah encouraging stuff it's just um, is, is I think he has to f- play I think if we're not if we're not bringing another striker in this week or whatever he has to play at Arsenal I think he's the first choice at the moment actually yeah what we need, though, is a striker to score goals, isn't it? <laughs> this is the <laughs> problem. I feel like everyone's got the strength, but none of them have scored yet. And uh, Yeah, that is that... true. That's a really good way of putting it. Everyone has got attributes. You've got McGoldrick with his intelligent, old-up play, passing it. But Burnham, we all know how good he's in the air. Um, uh, Burke with his pace. Sharp is a poacher, but we're not creating any chances for him, so... Yeah, I'm going to uh, badmouth Billy moment here. Um, you do we... it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I will, I will. We... <laughs> We can't be bringing on Sharp to change a game for us this season. Like, Did you, I know you had the mute on, but Manaman said we looked a lot better once Billy Sharp came on, which I completely disagree with. I did not notice that at all. In terms of like that, that was very much not my feeling. I thought um, I thought we were hanging on a little bit towards the end, apart from yeah. a, a couple of sporadic breaks. Um, I mean, look, Sharp did fine. It's just that's that's not he's not going to change the flow of the game. It's not that kind of player at all. 
You know, as you say, he's a poacher. That's not that's not the role he's made for himself out of his entire career. Um, and yeah, it's it's a little bit like uh, flipping egg that you know that's kind of what we're having to resort to. Yeah, to, right now. Yeah, I'm all right with Short coming on. Weirdly enough, if we're winning, because he's fantastic at winning free kicks. His intelligent intelligence of his play, getting into yeah. certain areas and getting his big backside in the way. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, and and there were there were one in the in the second half which were clearly a foul to us that the referee, who was an idiot by the way, <laughs> gave the other way. Um, so I I think he's got a role to play in certain circumstances. I think when when chasing a goal. I don't think he's, like you say, I just don't think he's got enough all-round game. Yeah. Speaking of the referee, I think we might need to do our uh, like heart-sinking referee power rankings from uh, from last season, where it was basically which which referee's name just makes your heart sink through your, through the, sink through the floor, because I think Paul Tierney is, uh, is creeping into the top three for me after some of his recent displays <laughs> against us. I'm almost sick of talking about rest. I feel like Warnock, because I don't <laughs> think that's the reason where we are where we are, but... That's just another bad ref. Are they all bad? I don't know. <laughs> they might all be bad. Yeah, I... maybe it's maybe it's just the hardest job in the world. What I hate about it is that he's doing our match and stuff after everything that happened last year with the VAR. Obviously, we're on VAR, weren't we, for the Villa game? Oh, um, I just I just always think in any other walk of life, you're getting fired for making a decision that bad, <laughs> and here you are parading around giving bad decisions again in another game. Hmm. Uh, while we're on the subject, I suppose, did you see this about Wilder saying that he's uh, he's been told to expect a call from Mike Riley or something? What's the, the point? What, what, why? Why now when he can't appeal against the Egan ban? Yeah, so, I mean, if anyone's not listened to Wilder's full interview, he, he seems to be suggesting that someone at the Premier League has told him that Mike Riley will be giving him a call to apologise for the Egan red card. Um, that has obviously not taken place yet, which is a strange thing to... Say, I think, just generally, yeah. like, well, it's a strange, strange situation all round, really. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, Wilder's been asked about it, so I guess that's why he's brought it up. But it's just that just compound to me that just compounds this like just this bad vibe at the minute of like you know everyone's got it in for us. It does it it does feel a little bit Warnock at the moment. It does, doesn't it? And like, I, and feel... like you and I sat here kind of having that same conversation. Yeah. And I hate slagging refs off, and I always have it. It's like, I think it's the easiest thing to do. And I don't think, I'm going to say I don't think we lost because of the ref. I do think it's a foul on the build-up, definitely. But I think the, the the difference is when things are going well for you, normally those decisions go in your favour, if you know what I mean, and you, and you sort of forget about them. I understand all that. But mm. things are going against us. But we've had, you know, in the two games, not the Wolves game, I think you can write that off as that were our fault. We lost that game because of us. I think there's a genuine argument saying the last two games we've lost them due to poor officiating. Yeah, it's it's just really hard to disagree with that. And I don't want to say that because it sounds like the mardiest sort of well nil to the referee, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but that, that's exactly what it feels like to me at the moment because we don't lose that Villa game for me if Egan don't get sent off. Mm. And it's the last minute of a, a game against Leeds where our man's fouled, they cross it in and score. A lot goes on before the, that goal. I'm not saying that's the only reason Leeds goes. It's a brilliant cross and a fantastic header and stuff. But, mm. you know... On another day, we've got a free kick and the game probably plays out to a nil-nil. Yeah, uh, I've got to take issue with fantastic header, by the way. Well, yeah, I'm, <laughs> it, I'm trying it's to be a, nice. <laughs> hits him on the nose and uh, somehow nestles in the far corner. I mean, even the blooming uh, the pass that leads to the cross, I think, uh, I can't I remember who it is. Basham. One of, what, yeah, Basham just basically kicks it straight into Rodrigo's foot and it ends up 
playing a perfect 20-yard pass out to the wing and they cross in and score. And, and but what yeah. I did like about that Leeds goal, in fairness to him, is they did have five people in the box and that, if you look at it. So, mm. And it's a brilliant cross and stuff. Bamford did say after, I don't know if you heard Bamford's interview after, he said, like, all he was trying to do all the way through the game is get in between the second and the third centre-half. Whether that because Egan and O'Connell were out, I'm not sure. You know, obviously new people playing in those positions and stuff. But yeah. he did want a couple of headers, and I think he should have done better on a couple of occasions, to be honest. Yeah, I suppose so. No, I, I think his goals will dry up. That's such a... I, I don't think he's... Yeah, I... I it, 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 if we signed him now, now, he probably would get in our team, don't get me wrong, because we're awful up front, but it wouldn't be the answer. No, probably not. It'll probably be in the England squad now. Southgate was there again yesterday watching. Uh, oh, of watching course he was, yeah. Calvin Phillips <laughs> point at where he was going to pass and all. Yeah. Take a corner straight out. Well done, Calvin. <laughs> definitely, definitely deserving of your England place. So I'm not at all bitter that our players don't get that recognition. No, no. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, what, what else did I want to? Oh, Sander Berger. Mm. Here we go. Got to talk about this. Loved Some ah, oh, so good. Like this is. Also, why I'm like frustrated, obviously frustrated at the defeat, because that I, I feel like we should be uh, relishing that performance by uh, our number eight, because he mm. was tremendous. I mean, that that run in the second half where he he sort of picked it up on the edge of our box, miscontrolled it, still managed to win the challenge while leaving yeah. somebody in the dirt, and then I think Bamford tried to foul him, and he just sort of stepped over him, and then just rumbled all the way to the edge of their penalty area. I just thought, there he goes. Yeah. Start start the tank. He's off. It's I so good really, to watch. Deadbat's got some absolute hammer on the S2 for him, which is just, you know, it's only an opinion and stuff. It's not fair. You're going to give him a 6 out of 10, and I was really surprised. Like, what? <laughs> 6 out of 10? I thought he was fantastic, personally. I think he's the one player, in my opinion, who looks like he could probably play for pretty much anyone outside the top six in this yeah, he's- he really does look class. I'm, I'm, I think he can get better. I think that's the thing about him. There's certain yeah, things yeah. he still does. He's like, there's loads of times I'm like, shoot, shoot. Yeah. You know, have, have faith in yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's running forward and stuff. And there's sometimes where he's sort of a bit slow to, and you're sort of thinking like, just be a little bit quicker, you know. He, but I think that'll come with confidence and stuff like that. He's getting better and better and better. And he looks like, I think if we went down today, for instance, they've said this oh, season's ended. That is possibly the only play we'd lose at the moment. Yeah, we are we are down today, I think, aren't we? Yeah, well, so. yeah, of course, yeah, it's season over. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what oh, yeah, yeah, there's a couple of times watching the game I did think back to what you said last week about um, just almost almost doesn't have, looks like he doesn't have confidence in his own ability when he clearly mm. should do, because, yeah, definitely a couple of times in the second half I was like, just shoot, you know, you, you're on the edge of the area or you've just broke into the corner of the box just have a go now like we yeah. you know we we we're desperate for goals just and you are probably our most technically brilliant player just just ammo one lad yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah i i hope that um i hope that comes in terms of like we you know we try and get him to shoot more because he's great he's um i think he's at the moment he's replaced fleck as like the one player that as soon as he gets the ball for us i'm like edge of my seat kind of thing a bit I, I get Basham is kind of like that as well to be honest because yeah, yeah he does you know pour forward almost every time he gets it but yeah Berger just absolute class I, I just he's, he's a pleasure to watch and yeah I uh, I agree probably our most valuable asset right now yeah, with them um, so. like I say I've seen a couple of people say they still don't think he does enough and stuff like that well so obviously uh, you know we'll, we'll see as, as the season goes on I think I'm really confident in my prediction that he's going to win the Player of the Year at the moment. Anyway, put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it looks uh, looks a reasonable shot. I mean, you know, 
if we're saying it doesn't do enough, well, look, nobody's done anything so far. Yeah. So it's not think, exactly... yeah. and on the subject of Sebastian, by the way, about you know get, getting forward, I think it might be worth pointing out as well that I don't think the overlapping or the overloads are happening anywhere near as much at the moment. I think that is maybe not a concern, but it's something that I, I have noticed. I don't know about I'm obviously the Villa game, and you can't really talk about that, but. We're sort of getting in, getting into certain positions. I can't really recall Robinson or Basham sort of getting into the area in these in these games. I feel like Basham did a couple of times, particularly in the second half. Mm. Um, I mean, we you know we might just have to accept that doesn't happen so much down the left as much without O'Connell. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. But this is interesting I'm... with this formation change. I mean, obviously, if the results carry on, mm. it'd be foolhardy not to think about a formation change. It's too early, I think, at the moment to do that. But say we do. I feel a lot more confident about changing to a sort of a, a four at the back now than I did when the season starts. I think Egan has played in a two before at uh, Brentford. Ampadu, mm-hmm. I think, can play anywhere pretty much. You know, on that on that back line. So yeah, I think I think we've got more options at least in that area. Yeah, prove me wrong, Chris, but I would be worried about Basham as part of a back four. I, I agree with that. I, that. Yeah, I did purposely miss him out, to be honest. But I think <laughs> I still think Basham could do a job somewhere else. Maybe not as a starter in midfield or something like that, but there mm. were times yesterday where Leeds are on the break and you're thinking you, you could do like a... I mean, I suppose Osborne took that role yesterday to a degree, but you're just yeah. like someone running up and down like a complete idiot. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But look, uh, a, a, you know, a, a sickening defeat um, that's, that's left us all feeling pretty low. But it come back to what I said about the team at the start. It's you know they played pretty well, I thought, and it was a tight game that could easily have gone either way. And you know, we're, we're two minutes away from feeling pretty. You know, if that finishes nil nil, I'm sat here feeling very upbeat. I think, as in, you know, not. Do you know not... what? You are right. So you are right where you're saying like it doesn't really matter the games coming up. If we'd have come out of that one 0 loss and say we had the next three games were I don't know West Ham, Villa, and uh, Burnley, I'd be really confident. I'd be thinking, yeah, I think we're getting there. I think mm-hmm. I just hope the confidence doesn't get knocked if we do lose, you know, four out of the next five, which we'll be expected to do. Yeah, who knows? It could uh, could work in our favour in terms. Which also looks awful against West Brom, to be fair. So. Yeah, well, I think everyone's had sort of fits and spurts of looking good and terrible, apart from us who just haven't won a game. <laughs> What's going yeah, on yet? yeah, we haven't won a game. Yeah. But I think the easy narrative is to say they're bottom of the league, they're definitely going down. Leeds beat them, that means they're miles better. That game, for me, and things could change, and I think confidence levels are completely opposite at Leeds and Sheffield United at the moment. If you're asking me right now, I do think Leeds will improve. I think they're buying supposed to be buying Cantwell and some guy from Bayern Munich as well, you know, before the winter shut. So, but as it stands right now, I don't think there's much in it between us and Leeds. No, I was going to, uh, yeah, I was going to ask what you thought of Leeds generally. I mean, they I think they're decent. I think they'll stay up. But I, yeah, yeah, we, I mean, we were talking, weren't we, about the uh, you know everyone just seems to have anointed them as a top ten team this yeah. season, and just I think we almost underestimate how incredible an achievement it was that we finished in the top 10 last season. I mean, yeah. if you if you just think of like which teams are going to be up there, it's basically there's basically one place to play for, isn't it? If you do the two Manchester teams, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, Everton are going to be up there, Leicester yeah. Wolves, that's nine teams. So to finish in the top 10 They've also got that ridiculous. promotion bounce as well, which is a thing. Even Norwich last season, I think we did, with five games in Norwich like 12th or something like that when they beat Man City. 
Yeah, they were uh, they were above us. Yeah, after five. And I games, think when yeah. you first come up, if you can get a win early doors or, or a great performance like they had against Liverpool, where they get implodes, that gives you that confidence. We got the same when we drew with Chelsea away. That definitely sort of spurred us on to thinking we can do this. Yeah. And I think you've got that going for them as well. I think they'll probably drop off in the second half of the season unless they, you know, they strengthen and stuff. But um, I think they'll be fine. I don't think they're the second coming or anything like that. But yeah, indeed. Um... Yeah, I think anyone anyone looking for a crumb of comfort uh, after five games last season, uh, Wolves were in the bottom three with zero points. They obviously finished uh, almost in the Europa League spots. Bournemouth were ninth, and uh, yeah, Norwich were uh, a couple of points above us in, uh, I think they were 12th or something like that. I think we yeah. just lost at home to Southampton after five games, and they just beat yeah. Man City. Because I remember getting home annoyed and putting the telly on and being like, I oh, sod this. I'm not watching Man City yeah, give yeah, these yeah, yeah. guys another goal as well, they were doing. Another thing, if you're worried about being bottom after, let's say we lose the next eight or whatever it's going to be, is uh, Watford last season, who I did it with 16 games or something they didn't win for. Oh, I can't remember. They changed their manager three more times than we were. I can't remember what it was. It might have not been that much. It might have been 12 or something. They didn't win a game for like for ages and ages and ages. And then about mm. two months later, they're like six from bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. obviously, then they ruined it again by going back in. But, you know, they, they look completely dead and bare. Everyone would like saying, yeah, they're gone. And then they, I think they won like four or five in a row. And all of a sudden, well, hang on, these are safe. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this match, mate, about Leeds? Not really, no. No, no, no. Never going to watch that again, I don't think. I don't think I've still watched the highlights from the 1-0 in the Championship, actually. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, wait, which one? The one we lost or the one we won? The one that, the one that we won, sorry. Yeah. Well, no, sorry, sorry, go. sorry. The one that we lost. I've watched the one that we won about a million times, sorry. The one that <laughs> we've lost in the Championship at home. I don't think I've ever watched back the highlights of that game, actually. Uh, where Henderson passed it straight to uh, yeah. their man. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not. It's not that good after all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take uh, take a quick break, and then we'll talk Arsenal and uh, who won the week in the Premier League. Quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes and midsoles a deep clean and can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. And if you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans and they've recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers or if you have a Wednesday fan in need of cheering up, the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Plus, follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And uh, actually, before we get into that, mate, uh, a PSA... There is one week till the transfer deadline. I, I looked this up earlier because I was... Not 100% on it. There's a domestic deadline of October the 16th. Okay. But that's 
only for um, transfers involving teams in the EFL and below. So let me just properly spell this out. A Premier League team can sign a player from the EFL after next Monday. Mm. What they can't do is sign another pl- player from another Premier League club after oh, next okay. Monday. Okay, so you can still go abroad and, yeah. No abroad either. It's oh, sorry, a, I misheard what you said there then, sorry. Basically, if we want to sign any players after next Monday until October 16th, they have to come from EFL or below. They can't be oh, from... Sorry, I've, oh, sorry, I didn't know that, but that's not too bad. I've just, you've just seen, uh, probably while we're only half listening to you, that uh, Carlin Grant's uh, <laughs> gone to West Brom for £18 million. £18 million? Yeah. Whoa, I yeah, would have sworn if we were not recording... Yeah, so this is uh, this is why all that sort of did a double take. But yeah, that's what it says here: BBC eighteen million. Oh my lord! Right, finger out and sign Rian Brewster immediately, please. Yeah, well, that's Just not too bad then, I suppose, because I I, I was wondering whether it, the left centre half thing was going to yeah. be from a Championship club or below. I know we've looked at the Ipswich guys. It Wolfenden, whoever he's called. Mm, oh, Luke, Luke Wolf, Wolfenden, is it? Yeah, I don't know if he's on the right hand side though. Actually, a minute. I, I didn't think he was a. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if he was a left centre back. But yeah, anyway, uh, but I wonder if, what, if they're going to come from a Championship club. I'm thinking Jake Cooper, maybe. Mm, maybe, yeah. Wolfenden is uh, plays on the right, I think, as in the yeah, right, he's the right. Off. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that basically means we have a week to sign players from Premier League clubs. So if we are indeed in- seriously interested in. Uh, a certain Liverpool young striker, then we've got one week to go. We need to get it done. Um, and anyone from abroad as well has to be done by next Monday. So it needs to be a busy week. And uh, while they're not exactly filling me with confidence right at the end of that interview, did you see that? Yeah, he looks frustrated, <laughs> don't I? He um, did, yeah. And I saw uh, one of his, one of his uh, friends on Twitter talking about how the, the Prince has not put as, as much in as people may think and stuff. So I think I don't think it's a crisis or anything like that. I don't think Wilder's going to walk or anything, but I think there's <laughs> massive frustration flying around. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously compounded with uh, O'Connell getting injured, Moussa getting injured as well. I mean, yeah, just two two very big misses there. But We yeah, need the... to sort this out, otherwise we probably are going to go down, I think. Yeah, we're in a we're in a bad. There's absolutely no dressing up. We're in, a, we're in about as bad a situation as we could have imagined in our worst nightmares after three games. I'd say, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, you know, especially when you go when you figure like um, I mean, I'm just looking at the team from yesterday. You know, Fleck Fleck, Fleck was injured, right? That's why I, didn't I think he said he got a knock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, McGoldrick no preseason, McBurney no preseason. Berger got injured in that. Um, Norway, yeah. Norway away trip as well. So he's kind of feeling his way back. Egan's obviously missed a game through suspension. Don't know what's going on with Norwood if we've just completely abandoned the idea of him starting games, which mm. is strange to me. But mm. there you go. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bad situation that we need to try and resolve. Said, yeah, after that Southampton game, look next season. You're not going to have Henderson for the season, or Connell for the season. Moose is going to miss most of it. You're like, whoa, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Well, the next game is uh, Arsenal away on a Sunday afternoon. So is yet it? Again. I would say dude, this is how bad things are in terms of like watching football. Well, at the moment, I'm like, when is that game? I have no idea when it is. Yeah, it is next Sunday, the fourth of um, of October, uh, two o'clock kickoff. Uh, you know, I actually, I, I realised I said on the last podcast that we were away at Leeds um, this game, which I thought we were. I thought yeah. we were until like about Wednesday, and I thought someone 
someone put uh, someone sent me something like I can't remember well that laughing thing I think I sent it you you know like home and away home and away look like they were laughing at our fixtures mm. coming up <laughs> I'm like well he's just not at home is it well, wow I mean that's just goes to show doesn't it how different it is at the moment yeah and how meaningless it is the, the sort of home you know advantage in air quotes one right? home win in the Premier League this weekend I think jeez yeah there's, there's hardly been any all season has there I think yeah. so far and yeah. uh, Goal, goals everywhere apart from involving apart from, United, yeah, apart from Bramall Lane <laughs> yeah um, Arsenal tough game obviously uh, they have very high aspirations of uh, possibly sneaking into the top four this season although I personally don't think they'll do that um, they play Ars- uh, excuse me they play Liverpool tonight uh, in fact they play them twice this week they got them in the EFL Cup on mm. Thursday as well but I so th- this game and Chelsea I'm going to make a bold prediction that we get some points from those games. Probably not both of those games, but I think we will get something out of one of those games. And yeah, I just, I just don't think Arsenal are the finished article yet at all. I think they're a, I guess like a a good sort of top six, top eight kind of team. But I I think Mm. a team with vulnerabilities at the back, particularly still rely a hell of a lot on Aubameyang taking basically every chance that comes his way and yeah this this is not a game that worries me to the extent that some of our other upcoming fixtures do what what about you yeah I understand what you mean I think if this had been coming sort of uh, if this had been say the second game of the season and I'm thinking yeah come on you know, bring this on. I, I don't. I think it's a massive ask to get something after the start we've had, and the the team's sort of still building itself, isn't it? A little bit. I think it's going to be really difficult, to be honest. I, I, I did see West Ham go there, in fairness, and cause them a lot of problems. But then it seems like West Ham aren't actually that bad. Yeah, so, potentially not. All they need to do is get rid of Moyes and put Alan Irvine in charge, and they're, they're well away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I could see, you know, I could see that we could uh, hit them on the counter attack a bit. Um, you know, I feel like we do have some players that can help us do that with uh, with Baldock getting forward, with with Burke and his pace now as well. Mm. Um, yeah, Egan comes back in, and hopefully we can just stay solid. I mean, just just get a goal, get ahead, and you know, try and protect the lead for one side. I do have some optimism going into this one. Um, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion by any stretch of the imagination. I think especially if if we defend as well as we had most of the last two games anyway, um, I think we can sort of frustrate them a little bit. And, you know, got four points against them last season, really unlucky against them in the FA Cup. I don't think they've improved since then, have they really? Not not in a huge way anyway. So, um, no, yeah, usually, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but I won't be going with much confidence, but we'll see, won't we? Yeah. At least it's not I'm... on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even even Sunday afternoon, though, is, is kind of annoying. Like, I just I'm sick of having to sit through everyone else doing good things yeah, while we just yeah, yeah, yeah. wait. Fulham games at three o'clock on a Saturday. When was the last time that happened? <laughs> is that just because they haven't moved it yet? <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it actually they normally have one, don't they, at three o'clock, and it's normally like the worst game of the day, which is probably yeah. going to be Sheffield United Fulham, to be honest. But might, might be the biggest game of the day. Could that, be, yeah, six pointer, relegation six pointer already. Aye. Um, Last time we did play Arsenal, I would say they were quite fortunate to get away with a win, that being the FA Cup. Yeah, um, right. Jack Robinson and his old long throw caused absolute mayhem for their defence. Yeah. They have signed another central defender, um, and I think uh, actually is, 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 I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name, is it Saliba? Williams yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if he started for them yet, actually, this season. No, it doesn't appear that he has, but he's, he's, he's there waiting in the wings. But 
anyway, uh, that might be might be a, a source of joy for us. Maybe uh, maybe a case for McBurney starting again and just uh, mm. get amongst um, the McBurney classic. McBurney and uh, Burke is something that I'd be quite interested in seeing, to be honest. Yeah, I thought of you when uh, McBurney and Sharp came on yesterday. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the fact I saw Sharp warming up and I thought, right, fair enough. Probably Sharp for Burke. Burke looks a bit knackered. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's a double substitution. It's McBurney and Sharp. Like, I'm leaving the pubs here, like lads. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, um, I think like I think I think Dids has obviously not had a preseason. It's going to be difficult for him to complete ninety minutes at the moment. Burke yeah. looks absolutely knackered after about seventy-five. Not in a Moose way. He's still running about, but I think yeah. he definitely sort of stopped on the on the pressing. So I understand the changes. It's just that they're the only options we've got. Yeah, I know. This uh, that's another one. I don't think I mentioned him actually, but yeah, Burke. Uh, Burke. I, I, I'm going to be doing this all season, you know, Berger and Berker. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he also didn't have a minute of preseason with West Brom, and I don't think he got on for Scotland either, did he? So, no, he didn't. No. So he's another one, and I think he he weird because on the on the view from West Brom fans, I was saying this actually in the pub that they were saying, oh, he's not got the work rate. I think his work rate has been phenomenal so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just uh, well, I mean, I'm not sure what more he could have done to be no. honest. With when he's got the ball, he's he's really flashed some quality, I think. Um, so yeah, I, hopefully, he's, uh, yeah, that fitness just comes with the with the coming weeks. But yeah, it, as you say, it doesn't seem to be a at, at this stage. It doesn't look a, like a thing with Musa. It's like he just can't do more than seventy minutes. Like no, no, no. That's the end of his ability at that point. There's no um, doubt in for me that Burke's pressing is far better than Musa's was. I just don't think he's at, at this particular moment quite as. Uh, he's not got that little bit of magic that Moose has, uh, has shown us. Yeah, I guess we've just not really had too much opportunity to see that yet. This um, is it, yeah, I'm basing that I, on basically one game, to be fair. Yeah, there was a bit, I think it was maybe Ailing, who I really don't like, by the way, is one of my no. least least favourite footballers, um, where Burke, like, properly like chased him down in the corner there, on the corner of their penalty area, and mm. Ailing dummied inside, and obviously Burke had, like, completely overcommitted, but still managed to get back to yeah, make yeah, another yeah, yeah. challenge on him, so it basically did like a thirty-yard. It was like doing shuttle runs, like a thirty-yard sprint one way. And just it's weird with Burke because you look at him and he, he's huge, he's, he's big, he's fat. He's got absolutely everything, aren't they? Just you know, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, he's gone for such a—is it thirty million in his career already? Total, yeah, I think so. And we've got him for free. Very wilder sort of signing, and who knows? You know, he could be the savior. He could well be. Yeah, I actually, I have one more thing I didn't mention from the Leeds game, which I will just, will just. Lob in here before we uh, go on to who won the week in the Premier League. Chris Basham with the coolest goal line clearance you will ever see. I, do you know what? You panicked, you didn't, didn't you? I, Tell me you didn't panic. Yeah, if you weren't a little bit nervous at this point, then I don't, I don't believe you. I'm just, all that can get through my head is Basham's arriving. <laughs> oh, no. Arriving to stick it in his own net. I yeah. Like, I, it was so slow and all like, what? Just get rid of it. What are you doing? Yeah, just, I think. 99 times out of 100, the defender just kicks it out for a corner, don't they? Just yeah. like, sod this, I'm facing my own goal and putting it wide. He was like, I'll just, have, I'll just have a little look and I'll sort my feet out and then uh, I'll, I'll let the ball run across me even closer <laughs> to the goal. Yeah, he's always the goal line. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll pass it out the other way. It was brilliant. Just... Yeah, honestly, all I kept thinking is Basham's arriving. And he said, oh, guys, you see all these memes from the Leeds fans. They're obviously doing it over the Muppet stuff, aren't they? Which is, you know, it's all good banter and. Yeah, well, <laughs> 20, uh, 2018 wants its banter back. Yeah. Whatever it was, what year was that? 2019, whatever. Time is time is meaningless these yeah, days. It is, yeah. Right, final final section. Who who won the week in the Premier League for you this week? 
I'm going to end on a massive downer and say Callum Robinson. <laughs> I think he he has to have a mention, doesn't he? Go yeah. ahead. I think he's just sort of. I mean, I missed the first goal. I were out. Um, came in, and I, I think it might have been you messaged me saying Robinson score. Oh no, this is this is terrible. Soon as I switched it on, two 0 Robinson, and he's just doing that stare at the camera. It's like, yeah. what a player this guy is. Always rated <laughs> him. But now, fair play to him. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's took. He, he loves Chelsea, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Chelsea, sick of the sight of him. First goal was brilliant, by the way. I don't know if you saw it back. I've seen it back, yeah. Um, really good finish, actually. Yeah, yeah really good. It just, it's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, that second goal comes about where Thiago Silva just like completely fails to co- uh, control the ball. And, mm. you know, Robinson has a pretty easy chance, which I don't... Somebody might correct me here, but I don't feel like he probably had a chance as good as that in his whole time with us, apart from the goal he scored yeah. against Chelsea. Like... You know, there but for the uh, a lot of rewriting of history from United Thiago. fans. I think since that goal as well, people since his two goals, people saying he were never given a chance at United and all this sort of stuff. And I just don't think he fitted what we were doing. I don't think he's. I don't think he'd have made a difference yesterday. Put it that way. Mm, strangely, he's playing in the middle though, right? I think he's playing as the. Yes, he, uh, is, middle he is, of three is, but they're playing like a three, aren't they? So it's sort yeah, of quite interchanging. I think. Yeah, that was a that was a weird game. I just feel like every every other game is like trying to personally annoy me at the moment. So <laughs> I was just staring at my TV in horror as they went three 0 down. Chelsea. I think West Brom had had three shots possibly in the entire game yeah. by the end, but certainly at half time. I was looking at the TV like Frank Lampard were looking at his team in that first half. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so Callum Robinson scores you know twice as many goals in ten minutes or whatever as he did in his entire. Blade's career and this yeah, is what like I mean. Say, is all this happening so early? And we're going to have a nice ending. Is it going to be like a film where it starts? Oh, the <laughs> the hero is he's you know he's losing and <laughs> everything's yeah. going against him, and now here he is at the final scene, you know, beating yep. Skeletor or whoever. I'd settle for the I'd settle for the inverse of last season where it was amazing for what probably seventy percent of it, and then kind of ended yeah, with a whimper and some end, frustration. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll go with that. Um, I think my 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 winners of the week, Leicester City. I mean, huge five two win at Man City, which I just what is wrong with Man City? They just are they just doing this to annoy? They, like I say, everything just seems to be personally set out yeah. to annoy me at the moment. In I football, mean, right? I'm really mardy after a loss, particularly one like yesterday, and I didn't watch any football until. I put the game on it with three one last time. I'm gonna to have to watch the end of this. This is, this could yeah. be good. Wow, unbelievable! Three penalties, weren't it? Yeah, well, penalties are. Uh, I think there's gonna be like 250 penalties or something this well, season. Well, my other nomination the... actually for the winners of the week with Newcastle. Go on, I can't even talk about this. Uh, obviously, it's not a pen in any sort of realistic. It is a pen, but it should never be a pen because it's outrageous that they're giving pens for stupid things like this. That was the first shot on target. So Tottenham had 23 shots. Was it? Oh, dear me. It's shocking. That it? was the I, first I just... shot they had and it went in. And it's just like, even people like who don't follow United or not really into football that much who watch the game were messaging me saying, have Newcastle got something from that? And I, I didn't watch the match because like I said, I'm too mad. <laughs> um, and I just text back because I'm not surprised it's Newcastle, isn't it? <laughs> the, the voodoo runs strong. And then Bruce Bruce uh, just rubs salt in the wound by saying that it wasn't, it shouldn't be a penalty. Like, yeah. Oh, this is it. I mean, when the manager's coming out saying, yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I thought Roy Hodgson had a really good interview actually about the, the I don't know if you saw that, after the Palace game. No, I saw a bit of it, yeah. And people were saying it was sour grapes. I don't think it was sour grapes. I think he's completely spot on. He's just like saying it is ruining it because you have a shot and it's not a mistake. Penalty should be given for something that is, for me, 
you you sort of gain an advantage by doing it. You know, mm. a handball should be if you get an advantage from that. You, you've meant to get an advantage from it. When someone's just blasting a ball at you, they were one in the first half, second half, in fact, weren't it, against Basham where they had a look at. Mm. And I was thinking, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's obviously not a pen, but would you have been that surprised if they'd have given it? Actually, no. No. Because there seems to be this, yeah, they, there's a lot. Of, I, 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 Yeah, I was, I was borderline really surprised that it wasn't given, actually, just because... Try as I might, I don't really understand what the handball rule is anymore. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, I, as soon I as of... last night saying, uh, oh, he makes it more exciting. It's like, oh, yeah, all right then. But when you were a manager, a bit like you would have loved all this sort of stuff going against you. <laughs> yeah, so next next game, just get out there and start chipping the ball up into defenders' arms. Yeah. Uh, we've got to score somehow. Just maybe let someone, <laughs> else, take, someone else take the penalty. This yeah, time, that just compounded everything. Sort of West Ham hammering them 4 0. And then yeah. Castle getting an undeserved draw. Because these are teams that are going to be in the lower half, at least, you know, if, if we are trying to like, claw points back or whatever. And everything just yeah. against us. West Brom getting a point. It could have been worse, obviously, with that. God knows what happened with Villa tonight. Probably 9-all. And, you know, I forgot they playing. <laughs> they get yeah. extra points given to them because they were so exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Football's... It's a very... I mean, I don't know if this is... It, it feels like there's just goals everywhere at the moment. And quite weird results as well mm. all over the place yeah. um yeah I, I wish i could enjoy this to be frank i can't yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm like you i was like after we lost our game yesterday, i was like i don't i don't want to watch any of the rest of the day like i'm just gonna go and do something else i think i want to polish my kitchen table instead and instead of watching any like post-match stuff that was my <laughs> thing I just need yeah. to like physically assault an object and my uh yeah, my table was, I, I, I didn't i just tried to get away from all football and put lbc on who were talking about how uh over 45 should be shielded so I, i'm not even over 45 and you know i, I thought i was i just Take me away from football. It's rubbish. <laughs> I said to you that are we even considering it calling it soccer from now on? I'm just to downgrade it in my own mind. <laughs> oh dear, we're just uh, we're we're one win away from feeling much more positive about everything. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, when is it going to arrive? I suppose. Um, and yeah, it, it might not be for a few more weeks, unfortunately. On on a positive, I'll end on a positive. People, I've heard a lot of people say. Oh, it has to be United was in the Premier League when there's a massive pandemic happening. Thank you, lucky stars were in the Premier League when there's a massive pandemic happening. Because I think, judging by the fact that there's no crowds going back, I would have thought this season now. Mm. And the uh, EFL's issued a statement today, you know, about a proposal about getting Premier League clubs to pay to keep clubs going and stuff. I dread to think what position we, if we were still in League One, for instance, when they, I mean, if this had happened four years earlier, we were, our very existence would be under threat. And I don't think that's, I don't think I'm being. Over dramatic there. No, not particularly. Not after uh, what six years in League One or however yeah. many years it would have been yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, yes, financials would have been rather uh, precarious, I would say. So, yeah. so let's yeah. send on a positive and say the worst case scenario is we go down with three years of parachute payments. Although they probably stop them, aren't they? Now, jeez, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't say that. Right, I, f- I feel, I feel like we've. Uh, God knows how we've talked for this long, mate. So, uh, you know, again, massive hats off to anyone who's listened to the the full. Full shebang. Hopefully, we've uh, just helped imagine loads of United fans be like a you know, like a Charlie Brown uh, rain cloud above the red, wandering around listening. <laughs> yeah, Eeyore time. That's uh, that's yeah, what we that's need. It. But yeah. I don't know. I can't. Um, you know, I feel like we've been moderately upbeat during this, rather than totally doom and gloom. But it's oh uh, yeah, you can't can't really dress it up. It's it's pretty bad right now, isn't it? We're in going down, of... and that's that. Let's just accept it. <laughs> Build for next season. And uh... <laughs> the only way is up, my friend. Yeah, it's, yeah, uh... totally. 
Yeah, beyond um I don't know. What's did you want to tempt Faye? What's the what's the what's the worst thing that could happen? Next? I was about getting minus twelve in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Wednesday lost. Points, That's but... incredible that Wednesday lost. After everything that went against us, I was so expecting them to. I, I didn't even know they were playing. I completely forgot they were playing. And mm. my mate messaged me with Wednesday and just said, "Oh, two and zero." And I'm like, "What? Oh, yeah, you're playing, aren't you too?" Completely expecting him to say Wednesday, like because of everything yeah, that yeah. got against us, like Bristol City, like well. Uh, that's one. At least that's one thing to take on from the day, anyway. Yeah, there we go. We'll we'll end it on that uh, that tiny tiny smidgen of joy, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm sure people are absolutely queuing up for the uh, view from Leeds, yeah. mate. Um, where, want, where would they? If you want arrogance, I'm your man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where would they find such a thing? Roy'sViewFrom.com or, or at Panchero on Twitter. To be fair. It's not. It's not the sort of if you if you're in a, already in an angry mood, I probably won't read it. But yeah, mm. it can't, I can't blame him. It's the, you've got to go with the. Yeah, every time I lose, I say I'm not doing a view from. Definitely not doing a view from. <laughs> but I like doing them just because, like you think, you know, if things turn around, I can always look back at that and say, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. I feel. I don't know. I feel. I, I didn't enjoy watching Wilder's interview. I've got to say that annoyed. I mean, I avoided any kind of. Yeah. Twitter re- instant reaction. I wish on, I could so. do that. I always say I'm going to do it, and then I'm just like, "Let's have a look what he's saying," and it's just a big. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think if you're a Leeds fan, you probably really enjoyed Wilder's post match interview, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's not a great look, I don't think. But at the same time, like I totally understand everything he's saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and to an extent, we've said pretty much the same thing ourselves in the last hour or so. so. It's hard not to sound like you've got sour grapes in the last two games, I think. But I think there are yeah. genuine, legitimate decisions that have gone against us, to be honest. Yeah, decisions and moments in it. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's, in in the early season table, one one goal swings things so massively from. You know, there's always that thing of like, oh, it's stupid to look at the table after however many games, but you kind of can't help it, can you? You know, I mean, if we'd if we'd won one of these games and we got three points, we're not going like, oh, blimey, you know, we're we're already X number of points away from this position or anything like that. We're just like, yeah, yeah, we're we're one of we're just right in the bunch of all these other teams. It's the narrative. I think this is, and we're all guilty of it. The narrative is Mm. we haven't scored. We're bottom of the league, and that's every and, and and essentially that's what what is that's that they are the only facts, but. I think that's relegating football and the what happens in every game to you know I don't think you you can just judge it on pure stats and goals and stuff like that. A lot of things have happened and the narrative is we've completely rubbish and I don't particularly think that's true to be honest. No, I guess your your sort of your school of thought is well. There's probably other layers of subtlety here, but it's either like no goals, no points, and that's going to be the trend through the entire yeah. season. Like, not not literally, no goals and no points, because that would be remarkable. Um, if anyone can. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or it's the um, no goals, no points, but looked all right yesterday. Like, if we play, replay that game ten times, we'd probably win five of them, I'd say. And, yeah. you know, draw, draw I think a if you're maybe. looking at that, for instance, as a neutral who's never seen either team play before, you say they they looked evenly matched, but the moods of both camps are just incredibly different. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the the longer it goes on, the the harder it is going to be to get out of the hole. So uh, yeah. let's uh, let's hope we. I mean, yeah, you're starting to get to that stage already of like, I don't care how well we play, please just get a point or three points or something. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, yeah, definitely hope that we do that in the next couple of games. Otherwise. We're going to have to find uh, new ways to cheer ourselves up, I think. <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. Got to... Well, I'll just start right. commentating on Wednesday's relegation battle. <laughs> yeah. Do, well, some, do we... some pods on that instead. 
Who do what? Who do you want to win out of Villa and Fulham tonight? This is a really difficult one. I'd probably say Fulham, you know, because we've already lost well. Villa. So well, at least if we beat Fulham, we can claw points. It's in our hands to claw points back off them, if you know what I mean. Um, mm. If I, it, I'd like a draw is the is the better result, but I think yeah, I'd probably go Fulham just to keep sort of Villa within three points of it. So I do think Villa will probably be down there again this season. Yeah, hopefully that would uh, that would that would brighten my mood a little bit. Yeah. Right, mate. Let's uh, let's finish there. We we ended up talking for a fair old time about yeah a game that we're never going to think about again. <laughs> I think so. Yes, well done, Leeds. Congratulations on uh, being the greatest team ever. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be the narrative. Yeah. I've already seen uh, Bielsa linked with uh, the future vacant Man City job this morning. So oh really? Uh, yeah, I mean yeah. definitely. Oh, it's just. Although I like him a lot, Bill, so I like the way Leeds play. If it if it wasn't for the media hype, I'd be saying these guys are, you know, these are really interesting teams to, to keep an eye on. But it's just there's so much in your face, and it's like they're not really that good. <laughs> yeah, no, they they. I mean, they'll. I think they will have a good season for sure. As a and as a team coming out of the championship, yeah. that's definitely to be lauded. They'll. There will be a good mid-table team. This that's season, that's I what think. I mean by the good. They're a good mid-table. They're a decent Premier League team. They're yeah. not going to be challenging for Europe this is where they're doing it so let's just end it (laughs) (laughs) fair enough mate thank you for your time I'll uh, I'll speak to you later cheers mate thank you thanks to Andrew thanks as always to you for downloading and listening as well and finally thank you to another of our sponsors at BlazePod and that is Beer52 as you know the start of the new football season is here and what better way to celebrate and watch the match than with some of the best beer on the planet Beer 52 have the perfect beer for any occasion and they are offering eight free craft beers sourced and curated from the best breweries around the world. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash bladespod, cover just the $5.95 for the postage and they will send you a case of eight free beers. Beer 52 is the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Over 150,000 members they send a brand new case to every single month. Each month's case has a different theme and as an independent British company, Beer52 are passionate about the UK craft beer scene, which they continue to support during this difficult period. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose a light option, plus your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine Ferment and a tasty snack. Don't worry though, if you do change your mind, uh, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Just go to beer52.com slash blazepod to get your first case of eight beers for 5 95 that's the word beer, then the numbers 52.com slash bladespod.